Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of A Black Man Sketch, Black History Month edition, season three, episode two. I am your host, Bryant Brown. Um, and some exciting news, Ujama Place is partnering this year with the St. Paul Public Library, Minnesota Humanities Center, as well as the Public Art St. Paul to bring you four wonderful events this month. Visit ujamaplace.org to learn more. And when we come back, we will have a powerful conversation with some of my Ujama brothers live from our Ujama housing. This podcast is brought to you in part by Shared Influence. Visit sharedinfluence.org to learn more. Cause like humans always feel the
Nation on the move, you can never lose. Dedicated to the music class, yo, I need a pass. Got a whole team, man, in the music class. Here to motivate people, this is morning rap. Wanna motivate young men, black men, trying to get their life right. Lead them to the real light, giving them that insight. Society, they wanna hold us down, but we still fight. Getting paid real nice. I remember my uncle, he used to shoot dice. Been a whole change man now, got a new life. It really shows that you can change, that's real tight. I know it's tough and hard for you right now, homie, to do right. Don't lose sight. I'ma speak life to you in this rap game. If you tryna make a turn, gotta switch lanes. I can't help you through the trouble, help you through the pain. If you really wanna live, you can really change. It's only by the grace of God I've been using this gift. Use it for the good, don't use it, homie, for nonsense, brother. You was made greater for a purpose. Wanna see you win, gotta grind, put the work in. Going to the people where the hurt is. Rise up, black man, you ain't gotta get a strap. Never listen to the lies just because you black. Let's clap. Clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands, y'all. You travel mission on the move, we can never fall. Clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands, y'all. We on a mission on the move, you can never fall. Clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands, y'all. You travel mission on the move, we can never fall. Clap your hands, clap your hands, clap your hands, y'all. We on a mission on the move, you can never fall. We don't need your two cents, we live in the music. Play that record, yeah, let it play. Riding with the bass, huh? Get out my face now. Play that record, yeah, let it play. That's right, y'all. We in the music. You join my music group. We on a mission. Now let that record play. Today we're coming to you from our very own Ujama Place Housing. I'm joined today by some of my fellow Ujama brothers. Let's go around and do some introductions. Yo, how you doing? It's your boy Kai. Yo, how you doing? It's Maurice. Yo, this is Wes. This is also Julio. Then it's Tino, man. How y'all feeling? All right, all right. All right. Today's topic, we're going to discuss uh, harm reduction in our community when it comes to uh, these drugs and these gun violence. So what I want to do is give each one of you brothers a chance to go around the table and just give us some insight on what it's like in your everyday life as a Ujamaa brother out there and um, facing these issues. And what are some of the things you think we could do to address them? I'm going to start uh, with Brother Tino. Let you take it away. Right, what's up, what's up? Um, uh, harm reduction within our community, it's, uh, it's pretty, you know what I'm saying? It's going to have to be definitely a collective effort. Um, okay. You're going to have some weak people. You're going to have some strong people. I mean, it happens, you know, but it's for the strong to help the weak um, conquer through their uh, the troubling times. Um I say a lot of things has to do with guidance. Um, from very young ages, um, we're being bred to be a certain way, and um, we're not even be able to be children. First and right. foremost, um, a lot of things have to do with our upbringing, single-parent homes, no fathers. Um, so it's really more the point of the way life takes our brothers into the depths of the darkness uh, to where they consume drugs or they go pick up that gun to go get what they need. Because when you're back against the wall, um, you realize the type of animal or beast or whatever they visualize you to be, you can become that. Um, 
you just I just feel like it's God that's mostly like sometimes you just need people in your ear, but people don't you know how to really choose friends or they have that feeling. But if you have a big heart, I can understand that you might feel like you're turning on somebody that's not good for you, but at the same time you somebody gotta make the hard decisions or whatnot. It's basically based on personal aspects of if you don't have somebody by you that's in your ear or you don't have the knowledge yourself to know to exclude yourself away from this activity and this activity over here might get me into this activity or can see where the path you're leading down is going to take you you know you get trapped in that endless cycle of being brought up to be another I always mess up the word statistic I think I can't yeah statistic um it's, yeah, so like if we start with the guidance first and where we have more more people that's not afraid to tell their friends, hey, bro, that ain't it. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Because like even if it don't even go into the aspects of just guns and violence. It goes to the aspects of you having a relationship with the next person. Like you can have a girl or whatnot and you, your homies in your ear telling you, you can't even love that girl. You know what I'm saying? It goes to the same aspect of your homies telling you, oh, let's go do this. Let's go do that. You know what I'm saying? And you know when it can get you some time. And you say you just because that's your homies or whatever, you feel that you obligated to go. But in all reality, you got to stand up and be loyal to yourself first. But most of us don't even have that guidance. We just want to go get, go do exactly whatever it is that the next person are doing or we feel that we need to do to survive and other people are, when other people looking in at that they just see thieves drugs drug lords or they see home they see just you know what I'm saying just bad people but whole time bad people I mean good people do things bad things for good reasons you know what I'm saying right and um one of the things I just took from that those are some powerful words you just spoke um what stuck with me was the importance of that accountability amongst our peers. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've always sat around and wondered is how could somebody call themselves, you know, somebody's friend, but you sit there and you watch them throw their lives away. You know, you with them all day while they're neglecting their home duties and not, not taking care of themselves and their people. And, you know, we, we got to do better as a community. You know, when you see something, if it ain't right, don't be afraid to say something, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, yeah. And, and, you know, that's how we, we are as, as brothers, man. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, if you get that, that brother in your circle that would tell you even what it is you don't want to hear, you may be upset with him for a day or two. But mm-hmm. we always end up coming back and say, you know what, man? You was right. Or I thought about what you said. So it's removing that, that, that stigma and weakness. We got to be able to, to talk to each other about the real stuff, the important stuff. You know what I mean? You know, mm-hmm. that, that hits home. That, that would do us a, a lot of good, I feel like. Um, Brother Kai, you're up next. I'm going to uh, give you a chance to address, let us know about some of the issues that affect you on your in your everyday struggle. And um, what do you think we could do about it? I, I would say drugs, just like overdoses. Uh, a lot of overdoses happening on trains and stuff like that. It's uh, getting real bad out here. Um, I, I really just think that the only thing that I say that we could help and do to... Um, save our people like we talked about earlier was test strips and, and stuff like that mm-hmm. um all test strips fitting out test strips and um if you're gonna buy the stuff man stay to one supplier don't don't do you know multiple people like you know because you can never trust people nowadays you never know people are trying to get you know a dollar they're not trying to 
worry about another person's life now. It's not about people's life. It's about money. So, and I think that's what um what we need to focus on is just finding a way to lower it in some 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 way. Because we live in a difficult times, man. It's like if selling drugs wasn't bad enough, now they're they're cutting it. The stuff they're cutting it with is it's instant death. You know, we're losing a lot of brothers and sisters. Um, I can't even count the overdoses. And there are people that, you know, don't do hard drugs every day. You know, um, it's getting in the weed. It's getting it's getting in all the stuff, man. I got a friend that, that just used to smoke weed, man. And I know one day he smoked weed and he, he's never the same to this day. I'm not going to say his name or anything like that, but he was a very powerful brother. He was a hard worker. He was very educational and polite. And now he's just one of them people that, you know, ride the train I asked you for a dollar. He's last time I seen him, he was so far out of his mind, man. It, it almost brought me to tears. Yeah. But um, um, another thing is like um, nowadays I feel like even with weed, it's like people are like saying let's like smoke weed and, and stuff like that. But like parents, like back then, like for me, I know mm-hmm. will keep weed away from us. And, oh yeah. And you know wouldn't want us to see them smoking and stuff like that. But nowadays I feel like it's like more okay it, it's okay to do and that's why kids are seeing their, their parents smoking and, and they're like okay you feel me growing up I've grown up around weed my whole life mm-hmm. you feel me so it's just like that's just something I grew up on like you know it's a choice it's choices but being around it my whole life I'm getting into it getting into it right and it's almost you're saying like it's almost like a rite of, rite of passage yeah it's, you feel me be 12 or 13 and yeah and then like um, some people's minds aren't strong enough like they might go into a, another drug, mm-hmm. and then that's how that causes, you know, other things. They want to go into other things. Next up, we have Brother Maurice. We'd like to give you an opportunity to touch on some of the issues that uh, you see in your everyday life uh, as a Ujamaa man, and what are the, some of the things you think we should do about them as a society? Right. And my biggest thing is, like, gun violence. Like, Tino made a good point. He's saying, like, it all starts with guidance, and I feel like it's accountability and, like, you know, parents play a part too. Like, you know, it's it's okay to go check in on your kid room to see like what's in there. Cause you know, a lot of kids, like it's 12 year olds running around with guns and you know, mm-hmm. like, when did that become cool? Like, you know, that's what was so crazy to me. Cause I'm seeing like people that was just younger than me grow up. They going into the streets. They ain't got nobody telling them don't do this, do that. Like no role model. So, you know, for me, I feel like my change would be to like, you know, let him know like that's not cool. Like, you know, you can start your own. It's cool to be in your own lane, like be considered as like you the outcast because being like somebody else is like, you know, you can't, you got your own path. Everybody got their own path. So I feel like you should just guide yourself the right way instead of trying to be like somebody else. Because mm-hmm. gun violence is like, it's not stopping. The crime rate went from like low to like 99%. And kids are just dying left and right to, you know, too much pride. That's my biggest thing, like. We need somebody like a role model to tell them that's not right and just guide them the right way. Yeah, it's definitely okay. We need, uh, I, I feel that, man, more educational, educate these kids on more ways to problem solve yeah. rather than just bang, you're dead. You know, growing up, we, we were taught to talk about things. If you don't like somebody, leave them alone. That's one of the most important lessons I could share with the youth growing up today. If you and another person aren't seeing eye to eye and you guys don't get along, the best thing you could do is to leave each other alone. There's yeah. no uh, 
competition. You don't have to be hard. You could just, you both can be, live your life. You could be in the same room, both as happy as can be, knowing that you both don't get along and, you know. And yeah, you got a good point because it's <laughs> like, you know, a lot of kids is crashing out. When I mean crash out, I mean like they, mm-hmm. like, you know, feeding into like people saying, oh yeah, you this and like, you know, bashing them like, you shouldn't crash out over words. Like, you know, you just walk away from it. Like, you know, don't feed into the negative energy because it ain't going to do nothing but put you in a deeper hole instead of just walking away. And then you'd be like, oh, yeah, that avoided me from, like, getting into a conflict. I could have been like this in this situation, but if I walked away, I'm cool now. Mm-hmm. Conversation maybe for another day, but, you know, also let them know it's okay to get hit in the mouth. You know, you can lose a fight. and You don't got to kill nobody. You know, you come out tomorrow your eye may be black, but it go down in a week and you both will still be alive. You ain't got to be trapped. You know, that's that's one thing my grandma had told me. She was like, you ain't got to get into no fights. You don't got to do nothing that you don't want to do because the world, God made the world big enough so you can get away from anything that you want to get away from. Like, think about it, bro. From right now, I'm from Chicago, Illinois. I'm in Minnesota. I wanted to get away from Chicago. I went six hours away. You know what I'm saying? If you want to get away from something, you don't have to be there at all. You can find something else that better suits you. But the thing about it is when you have something in a place and then you go to somewhere and you don't have anything at all, that's a hard adjustment to make because you know if you fail right then and there, it can be all. It can end right there because you don't have no support system. So I feel like even though it be non-guidance where people are from they stay where they are because that little bit of guidance that they do know that's there they don't know how much of that is guidance at all you see what i'm saying because that's what they know for guidance but once they get around an even better situation now you really know what guidance truly is but if you only know that little aspect that's what your vision of guidance is going to be you know what I'm saying? So that's why I be telling people, man, you see somebody having a bad day, you understand the situation ain't, ain't big enough to react to, bro, smile and walk away, bro. So what they call you, whatever. So what they do, whatever, bro. It's all right, bro. As long as they don't touch you, man, get on about your life, bro. You feel right. me? Get on right. about your life, man. Ain't, 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 ain't none of that, man. Go on about your life. It's like I said, you know what I'm saying, earlier, you got where I'm from, you got kids that's nine years old. You know what I'm saying? They walking around with a, a, a wad of money in their pocket and they got a gun in the other pocket. You feel what I'm saying? And once they get older, you know what I'm saying, they already got their territories picked out. They got everything they want to. So now they got a reason to stay exactly where they at and become that another brother that's either going to be dead in jail or rich because that's the only way it gets you and everybody shoots for that one little rich but they don't they be forgetting how much damage they're causing because of the fact of their goals you know what i'm saying but the fact of is we shouldn't have to survive to live and that's gonna be the biggest reduction is helping people stop surviving and helping them live first because nobody knows how to live right now Everybody is out here strung out on drugs. They either live in the next person's life, because if this Pops was a gang member, now he a gang member, his Pops is breeding him into the gang member he wish he was. You see what I'm saying? It's it, it's wicked, man. So, yeah, you got a big, you know what I'm saying? He got a, 
Yeah, he know the time, but when he talking about, you know, saying these guns and his guidance ain't it, because real life, bro, it's, it's crazy out here. You can't even go down the street, you know what I'm saying? You got kids getting shot, you know what I'm saying? Like I said, like, I I'm, I done been throughout all Chicago, so I done been from the city to the suburbs. I done watched the basketball hooping dudes that was supposed to be going to D1 turn around and go pick up guns. Like, bro, you was just hooping, bro. You could have just stayed hooping, G. You know what I'm saying? I didn't watch... Homie, I was just in history class when I'm younger than me, but I'm failing in school, so I'm taking a sophomore history class. I get up from the history class, ah, you know what I'm saying? That same day he died, he gets shot in his neck over a female. You know, it's just like, you don't, you don't know what you're going to expect. You know what I'm saying? Like, I outlived people who was born after me due to these guns. Touching on uh, the situation we had a couple of weeks ago over at the rec center, it's real bad when, you know, somebody who... The, the city and the state pay to watch our kids after school at these rec centers is fearing their life and he has to pull out a gun and, and shoot the little boy in the neck yeah. because that's what it's coming down to you know um, the people that are scared will hurt you and so you know we're going around bullying people yeah. carrying guns threatening people and, and it's the people that never in their life had the intention of doing anything like that that get backed in the corner and there you see that that care provider, the guy who goes to work every day to care for children, ends up having to shoot one of the kids. That's crazy. But um, Next up, we have our brother, Wes. I want to give you an opportunity, brother, to address some of the issues that affect you in your everyday life. Uh, bring Shed some light on them and let us know what we can do as a community. Well, put it this way. First of all, I just want to say, like, it kind of messes me up. It kind of messes up what I was about to say. A child got killed out of community center, you know what I mean? It makes places that are supposed to be safe, unsafe. Now, uh, like, when you're in your drama, you have the resources and you have the coaches and you have encouragements and stuff like that to help us navigate through life, you know what I mean? We go outside, you see a lot of people that don't. I mean, you go to the train, you leave your drama, you leave the Griggs building, go to the train station, and you know what you see. And it's like, um, the whole fentanyl stuff is very new to me. Personally, seeing how people are falling off and falling out over that. And me personally, trying to talk to a person while they're high off of it is very difficult. You know what I mean? They brains is fried. Um, I noticed out here there's a lot of conversation on mental health. And, you know, it's a lot of programs and people go get therapy. I myself do, but I know see people that don't got whatever issues they got, whatever trauma they got, whatever problems they have. Some stuff is stuff that happened to them. Some stuff be uh be self afflicted, can't even admit that to themselves. Absolutely. So I'm kind of like what what was said before: it's lack of guidance, a lack of encouragement with people, um, and a lack of direction. Um, we in a kind of in a time where a lot of the younger people we're, we're in that I don't care phase you know what I mean that, that mm -hmm. I don't give a F phase absolutely a lot of hopelessness so aside from the deeper stuff that goes on at home or within a person's mind people are running around not not caring not they don't have hope that they're gonna make it that they're gonna make their dream or whatever and you have a program like Ujama, Um, how many programs are out there that cater to what the youth or what people in our community and our culture 
or into? And if there is, are they getting encouraged to it? When I was younger, a couple years younger and going through that phase, I spoke to my auntie and her advice to me was to work on my talents. So that keeps me out of a lot of, a lot of trouble and it helps me build on something. So I think people, I mean, more opportunities need to get pushed. Like instead of hanging out in the streets, doing a drug with somebody or something that can get you in trouble. You know what I mean? If you want to act, you know what I mean? Get into somewhere where you get act. If you went into artwork, get somewhere where you can do artwork. If you went to podcasting, get somewhere where you can do podcasting. You know? That's how I feel. Slide on down to Julio. Uh, let us know what are uh, one or a couple of the issues that affect you in your everyday life as a Ujama brother. Um, shed some light on them and let us know if there's anything we could do as a community. Hello, uh, my name is Julio. Hearing all y'all talk about, you know, the harmful things that go out on the street. Um, I was raised by gangbangers and drug dealers. And now that I'm older, I realize, like, to help somebody, you can only talk to them. You can only describe what you've been through and what you've seen and see if they understand it or not, or if they even want to even put it in their brain to comprehend it. The story that you told or the struggle that you went through for them to not pick up that gun or not to go hang around their friends and do the stupid stuff that you made, you know? I just trying to help out people throughout my work, you know what I mean? Like, whether they're doing their bad stuff, I tried to get the positive and try to make the best of it, even though my life ain't completely there, you know. Being from Kansas City and Topeka, Kansas, I've seen a lot of guns. I've seen a lot of people die that I, I care for. And I don't want my son to go through the same stuff. And so that's why I'm bringing him up here. But I know even bringing him up here, he's going to be a teenager growing up in these schools and stuff. And he's going to see all that stuff again. I just got to be prepared to to work it out and to figure out the best lifestyle for him or the best road, but he can only follow it. He, he doesn't have to do it, you know? Brother Julio, um, something you just said just uh, struck a bell with me in my head when you were saying, you know, your son will grow up in these cities and eventually have to face those demons on his own. But one thing we gotta, we gotta, we could start now, um, us as fathers, this generation, our kids don't have to grow up in these inner cities. We can do right. We can move. There's other places. You go an hour up north. It's not like this. It's, it's not like this. There's not people ODing on the street. There's not gun violence. They keep that away from us. It's nice and quiet. You know what I mean? There's big parks for the kids. There's community centers every few blocks. There's good hospitals. There's good schools. But it's on us to to work hard and get up out of this so that the next generation doesn't have to grow up in the inner city. Yeah, I feel like a lot of us only know where we're from. So that's why that is a problem. So, you know, if it's only one thing somebody knows, that's what they're going to do for, you feel me, who they got to bring up to. So Exactly. And then, like, to add to that, like, you got a point, like what Kai said, like, I think we got a, like a big problem in our society of like judging people by their cover before we know the person. Cause I was just having this talk with like my dad and I was telling him like, 
you know, it was this one dude, he was like in the streets, like, and he was abusing females, but it's like, he never had a dad and his mom went in his life. So it's like, it's one thing your mom can tell you that your dad can't. It's one thing that your dad can tell you that your mom can't. So by he didn't have that guidance, it's like, he, he don't know what to do, like, you know? And it's just, I feel like social media killed the world because we too into it. We're not making bonds. We're not going outside and enjoying like life. We just staying in a hole. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot of soul soulless people, like just walking around. That's how I feel like it's a lot of cold. You know, you can only feel energy with so many people. And you know, you, you know when you can feel energy with people. Like, you know when people are around. But um, yeah, walking the street is like a lot of soul soullessness. And for us, um, as Ujamaa men, like growing up, we had to make the change. You know, it's we can't just talk about. We got to um, react on it. You know, and that's how I feel because a lot of our parents and stuff, yeah, they'll say stuff. You know, but they won't. They won't go with with it. You know, they just tell us it so we can be good and blah blah and then they go do whatever they want and that's not right i feel like you have to stand on your word on what you're saying you know as a person yeah you know they got another saying like because leaving your where you from is like the biggest life hack but they also also it's not even a saying it's facts um you put a shark in a little fish tank that shark would never grow it's a environment you know what I'm saying? But you put a shark in the ocean in his natural environment where he belongs and he feels where he has his own open world. He grow as big as some buildings, boats. And that's, a, that's a wonderful analogy, brother. We like that. And um, I think I just said we're too used to where we're from. We're too, also too used to the same cycles. We're too used to the same cycles and relationships where, you know, one person hurts another and then they hurt the next person. We're two in the same cycle of the OG created the big homie, created the little homie, you know what I mean, as far as the gang culture and stuff like that. Um, the father's homes, the brokenness or whatever. Because we're born in it, you know what I mean, we kind of naturally continue with unless you, you, you're conscious and aware of it and then, you know, could probably try to break the chain, try to break the tra- cycle. Keyword, try. That's a big Try. Absolutely. But that's all you can do. We'll, we'll go to um, Brother Maurice one more time before we wrap it up. Yeah, and before to wrap it up, it's like, for the people listening, like, he made a good point. Like, what said, like, it's like, don't do what you see. Like, you know, I'm not like, nowadays we do, like, kids, like, you know, react off of the TV shows, games. Like, that's why it's, like, good that not have, you know, young kids playing gun games at a real young age because you might get older and want to, you know, do that. And then it's like, we see police killing people and then, you know, that is, that's rage for people. So they see that and they're like, oh, that makes me mad. What can I do to, you know, retaliate when it's like, you know, it happens in life. Like, you know, just fall back, you know, think about it and don't, you know, do nothing that can put you in a bad situation. But yeah, just don't do what you see. Be you. Yeah. And then just to touch on what uh, Wesley said, um, sometimes even when you try to break it, try to break the cycle, you still can't listen to the people or be around the people who don't want to break their own cycle or feel like they can't break the cycle. You know what I'm saying? You got to be strong enough to actually discard them people because they have their own journey that they will set aside and they will learn their own path if you cannot get to them. You cannot save everybody. You know what I'm saying? No matter how big your heart is, no matter how much you want to, 
you just can't. You can only save the people who's willing to be saved and who's right there next to you that's in reach to be saved. You can't expand and fly across the whole world if Superman can do it. Great job uh, touching both sides of the coin because a lot of times we do say, you know, help everybody, help everybody, help everybody. You're right. You cannot help everybody, and it's important to know when to stop trying to to let somebody learn on their own. Um, yeah, before we go, man, it's just it's good to hear what everybody had to say, and um, it's just like we just need to build bigger minds, I mean, uh, stronger minds. And, and bigger minds, I can say, you know, people need to start thinking big, not not small. People think too small. You know, it's a whole world out here. It's it's way bigger than just where you're from. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And um, I'd like to thank you guys for your input. That was real deep. Um, as we all know, this is Black History Month. And um, what we would like to do for our Black History Month edition of A Black Man's Sketch is go around um Get each one of you brothers to give us some insight on what Black History Month means to you. This is Julio, and Black History Month means to me to embrace your culture. Don't let the negative people talk down on what you represent. Keep going with it and pass it on to whoever so it can keep on going and make it history. This is what I'm saying. Black history to me means that, uh, uh, we're the best at everything we do. We're the best musicians, we're inventors and engineers. You know what I mean? We come up with the best designs and stuff. People wanna people wanna look at our models and stuff and people wanna see our actors and all that stuff. And people wanna copy and plagiarize our work. That's what black history means to me. And it's something that still goes on to this day, and that's what folks need to recognize. Black black power. Not not that the not just that black power, but just we are powerful people. We need to recognize that about ourselves. Good job, Wes. Thank you so much. And my name Maurice, and like Black History Month to me is like a reflection of our trauma, the good things, the bad things, everything we went through. And to me, like not to say it in a bad way, but like the month, like I really don't like the saying of Black History Month. Like I feel like it should be every day. That's Black History Month because all the stuff we went through, it's like they really just gave us a month. Like here y'all go, here go a month. But Black History Month instead of, you know, cherishing it every day for all our history we've been through that didn't hurt us and just put us through so much. But, you know, to me, it's just a reflection to think on the things that we didn't learn and we haven't been taught. But it's, you know, it's a blessing being, you know, part of Black History Month. And uh, this is Kai and what Black History Month means to me, um, basically what bro just said, man, uh, just a reflection and, and being bigger than what we what we came from, you know, um, it's a lot that has happened. Everybody knows. Um, and another thing that Wes had touched on, we are better at everything, literally. Like, they try to copy us at everything that we do. And even farther on that, um, they try to sell it to people. <laughs> the Santino, um, Black History Month means to me is uh, just never again. Um, I always say that every time because it reminds me, it's just every time I was in school, I remember them bring up there, there, play a movie. And a movie always be a slave movie or something. We were not just slaves, bro. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's a reflection as well, but it's a reflection to understand to never let that happen again. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, we are strong. We are fast. We're brilliant. We're, our endurance is incredible. 
You know what I'm saying? Mentally, we conquer anything that's in front of us. We have the right support system. We can do anything, you know? Um, all right, Black History Month is just, to me, is just a, a lesson. A lesson to look back and understand where we come from, what not to let happen, and where we stand today. And understand that we ain't even got to be where we at today. We can be way further, you know. But it's just about us looking within and stop looking about what they did to us. You know what I'm saying? Looking within because now we're free. We don't have any chains on us. We don't have anything. They We can build our Black Wall Street again. And they cannot come tear nothing down, burn nothing. So, you know what I'm saying? That right now, it's just Black History Month to me is just a reflection of never happen again. Where we at now? And let's do better now. Wonderful spoken, Brother Tino. Uh, Brian here. Um, Black History Month to me has a little bit of dark and light meaning. Um, it's the shortest month of the year. I feel like we get the short end of the stick. And no matter how many wonderful, great things we've done for not only this country, but the entire world, they sum it up in Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and Rosa Parks. So I feel like, you know, we get the smallest page in the back of the book and they try to keep it as plain and simple as they can in an effort to minimize our black history, to keep our youth from understanding and recognizing their greatness. Now, what I would like Black History Month to become in the near future is rewritten. Everybody today has an opportunity to go out and do something great. Do something new so that in 10, 15 years we have, we're telling our children about you. You know, I just want everybody to get out there and remember that every day. You have an opportunity to make new black history. Do great. Be great. Just like to let everybody know that a black man sketch is partnering with Shared Influence to spread the word about how harm reduction programs can keep communities healthy. Join us in singing Young, Gifted, and Black by Nina Simone, performed by Thomasina Petrus. Thank you.